0: Welcome to that now podcast, the only podcast mad enough to embark on a festive journey through the roller coaster of baubles, Brussels sprouts, and blitzens of the now That's What I Call Music Christmas album. I'm Louis, and joining me as always are highly qualified resident elves, Marita. Hello and James. Ho 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 oh. <laughs> Christmas yes. episodes. So yeah. hey, I think everything has to be changed. Just adapting. Yeah. Uh, To listen to the Spotify playlist for this episode's Tracks, please click on the link in the description And if you want to get in touch Please email thatnowpodcast at gmail.com Or message us on the Insta at thatnowpodcast As always during the pod, all three of us Will pick three tunes from the compilation To go into the Hall of Fame However, because this compilation Has songs from many different years That will just be for fun And won't go towards a wider Playlist So Let's turn on the In stereos and find out if that is indeed now. That's what we call music. Huzzah. Huzzah. Fantastic. Oh, oh, oh. Well Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, what are your family traditions that you're looking forward to or not looking forward to? Do you have any? I, was, I don't think I have
1: particularly yes. anything that outrageous. This is when you find out if families are weird, isn't it? It's like, oh, we all gather around the tree and drink goat's blood. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the vicar comes over. Uh, No, nothing's weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 We rub the vicar's nipples, (laughs) that kind of thing. That's what's going on in Pontefract this year. No, 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 no. Very normal. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mal, have you got
2: anything? No, none. Absolutely none. The only... Vague semblance of a tradition was when I turned about thirteen and Mm. heard Slade's Christmas song. I can't remember what it's called, Uh, and doesn't doesn't Noddy hold
0: it? It just screams,
2: "It's Christmas!" Half through,
0: yeah, I'd that for a few years. Oh, that's quite. I can just imagine you doing (laughs) that, like doing that seven a.m. sort of knocking on the door. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's cute. It's also a little bit teenage wrong and like, yeah, I'm just going to get my Do you have any Christmas traditions, Louis? I was trying to think. Nothing that's pretty out there or like odd to any other family. You know, like I always, because I'm an only child, I'll always still like get on my mum's bed and open a stocking, you know, and now it's just like a chocolate orange and a tangerine kind of thing. (laughs) But other than that, not really. We always have like salmon bagels in the morning. That's what Ooh. we have. I mean, everyone always has different food and little bits at different times. Presents is with salmon bagels in the morning and then that's done and then it's cooking. Whereas some people have it like presents later and I think that's just cruel
1: on the kids. That,
0: that's, that's Yeah, torture. get them
1: open. it's
0: yeah. torture. I think you know, like kids just all going, oh, have so- that's what your stocking's for. No, you want to be tearing it open and crying because you've got the wrong... <laughs> Barbie house that you didn't want, and then you can be moving on with the day. Precisely.
2: Did anyone here religious? No. Do you ever have to? Well, we made to go to
1: church as a child. No. The whole point of the Church of England is that you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you know, it's, it's Christianity, but you know, don't worry about it. So you what, know what I mean? Just, just look just be alright. You know, not just, just weddings look. and funerals. Yeah, and yeah just to, Christmas. Up. But do so you, you had to go to church all the time, Mo?
2: Yeah, I went to Catholic school. But if mm. I went to like midnight mass on Christmas Eve, I could always open a present.
0: Oh, after. that's quite yeah. nice. And would that be like your
1: worst present? If you know what I mean, it'd just
2: be like a small. It would be like a stocking filler. Like
0: mm.
1: the, just a to be honest, the idea of going to midnight mass now as a thirty-something feels quite nice, kind of mm. cozy. Or just maybe not Midnight Mass, but just like singing in the church. It's a lot like the scene on Home Alone when Macaulay Culkin goes in the church. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the guy with the shovel comes in and he's just (laughs) listening to the choir. The guy with the shovel's already there, but it's just something nice and relaxing. I imagine people are quite pissed at that.
0: (laughs) Midnight (laughs) Mass. Christmas Eve is usually the more bawdy night of the year, I think, because everyone's quite... Hung over on the day, and then you get through it, and then you fall asleep at four. What was your worst or best
1: or both present you ever got? I remember getting a metal detector. Oh wow, that's good. <laughs> my dad's girlfriend at the time, and you know, it's it's like in Ponty, people don't do that. In Ponty, <laughs> it's kind of place where I remember I had Neto bag once, and I had a me- I had my Mega Drive in a Neto bag. And like I decided to get abused for having a netto bag. I mean, Ponti is somewhere where people question your sexuality if you use an umbrella. <laughs> this is so the idea of me using a metal detector at like fourteen yeah. when all I want to do is like be out on my bike or looking at girls or whatever, is just I think <laughs> that retrospectively it's a good it is a good present, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's a but unfortunately my childhood was I was never part of the famous five whatever the called, you know we I didn't know. i think uh, metal detectors are pretty like small town
0: vibe you know have you ever seen just <laughs> de- detectorists yeah Sorry, sort of like nothing going on vibe no offense to pontefract but maybe you pretty... could have used it to find a lady jim if that's what you were
1: into looking for ladies yeah that was how old were you i think i was 13 or 14 yeah Okay. Oh, I, I remember my dad once bought me a Game Boy Color, and I wanted uh, Pokemon, and he bought right. like, a shit wrestling game with it, and I was just like, I really wanted Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I thought I made that clear.
2: Hang on, is Pontefract by the sea? No. I just think that metal detectors should
0: be used on a beach. Mostly, because I guess that's where things wash up, right? <laughs> where the gold yeah. is. Where well, the gold. That's where the gold is. <laughs> <laughs> And what about you, Mal? Did you get anything memorable?
2: No, not memorable. I remember getting a Furby when Furbies were hot. Like, love that. Spent, like, way too much time with that.
0: What does it do? Does it do anything? Does it just, no, just... make noises?
2: Yeah. Um, I think you can put your finger in its beak and it does something.
1: Could you record your own, own voice on it or anything like that?
2: No, I don't think it was that technologically advanced.
1: Mm. Talking shame, like,
2: it's it probably... What, like
0: 1998 or something? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's about that time, isn't it? Yeah. A little furball. What's your most disappointing one? My most disappointing one? I don't really remember a disappointment. I remember being quite young and getting a shirt from my mum, which looking back was actually really nice. And it was like, oh no, it's like a nice shirt, you know, and you could, and I wore it to school, but I was going to be quite embarrassed by that. Like, oh. I'm actually probably combining stories because I think my mum got me at the same year some walking boots, right? And then I had to wear them to school to wear them in. In central London. In central London. i tell you what, I, I could kick a football like no tomorrow. I, I could. <laughs> top bins but we also had this thing not on the football pitch called strike ball it was a particularly hard ball and i don't think it was designed to be like that i think they just it was from the 70s and it's never been like you know it's all gone like a rock and i could yeah. absolutely leather it but yeah I, I felt quite embarrassed doing that although i think it was at the same time that i first held hands on the carpet so mum was right first held hands is that that's a euphemism no, what do you mean? Have you never held hands on the carpet with someone when you are near? Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, did you think that was something even? You... Oh, no, at school, you, you mean? <laughs> at school. Yes, at school. Uh, oh, it's. I was only about seven.
1: Just wanted oh. to check. it wasn't like, a euphemism.
0: Mao. We thought we'd do a little bit of uh, history of the Christmas song. Have you got anything to help us out? I
2: can help you out Mm. and tell you that Christianity, the tradition of Christmas songs stems from Christmas carols. Of course. So as Christianity spread through Europe from the 4th to the 14th century, the first carols were produced by Franciscan friars who were followers of St. Francis of Assisi. Mm. Off the back of that um, other carols date back to the 12th century in Europe, particularly in France, Italy, and Germany. Classics like Silent Night and No Christmas Tree have German origins. And then there was a bit of a, a shift towards classical composers with Vivaldi and Bach, who all wrote and performed Christmas songs. But the first like big hitter of like our what we know and love as Christmas songs is Santa Claus is coming to town which was written back in 1934 and is the most played song of the past 50 years, according to the research I found. Um, But there was also a shift um, after the 20th century. So before the 20th century, they were traditionally religious, as we just mentioned. After the Great Depression, the US songs were not explicitly Christian in nature. And rather more secular, traditionally Western themes and customs. So you know, going back to mistletoe and ivy mm, and the
0: like. White mm. Christmas, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting. A true story. Oh, thanks, Mal. That's quality. I did a little bit of research like that, and I've got nothing more to add except I found quite a nice version of what supposedly is the first carol ever so I'm going to share my screen and play it to you because I think we'll be allowed to, because it's just... <laughs> There's this a spirit, a kind of copyright spirit of 1800. A copyright spirit from, it's from 800 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So I think it's from 129 AD, obviously not recorded then, but <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the hymn is called Angel's Hymn, and shout out to Polly Seymour, who uh, recorded this video. And it's performed here by the Rollins Singers in 1988.
1: That was quite nice, wasn't it? It's nice, isn't it? Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was quite stunning. Now should we watch smoke alarm prank on my dad, which is the next video? <laughs> the related I actually, video. I did actually watch that afterwards, and that was, that was good. That's some good crack. That's some good honest pranking. Throughout this pod, what we'll do is I'll be doing a little royalty quiz. Not for all the songs because it's quite hard to find out for some of them, but the more popular ones, we'll top them up at the end. Just in a simple, who's the best? Who's the cleverest? Who's the most in tune with Christmas? <laughs> Who cares about Christmas the most, you know? And we'll kick it off just uh, as an example with Mia Marita's favourite Christmas song, which unfortunately doesn't feature on, feature on this 1985 album. Stay Another Day, E17. What a banger. But Magnificent. As James rightly said, it was a, just a normal single, but they stuck some bells on it, put some white parkers on. Genius marketing move. Mm-hmm. how much do you think they earn a year the band from this it's one of the more popular songs uh, out there 200 grand 200 for jim 100 spot on a 105 Ooh. so we'll do that as an example we won't put that in the scores but there you go 105 probably about top 10 most earners uh, mm-hmm. for the christmas songs uh, in the uk based obviously so you get the gist won't be for all the songs but yeah. Uh, 1985. Now that's what I call Christmas. Is that what it's called? Now? I can't remember. What was it? That's called? the
1: name of the album. Yeah. Now that's yeah. what I call Christmas. Yeah. Let's dive in.
0: Okay, starting with one of the most famous Christmas songs ever. It's Band Aids. Do They Know It's Christmas from 1984. Christmas number one for five weeks when it first came out. James. Tell me what you
1: think. What do you oh. know? What do you think? What do you know? Well, it's, it's, it is a classic. I think these days it gets criticism because of its lyrics. Mm. You know, this idea that nothing ever grows in in probably one of the most abundant areas of Africa that, that there is. However, you know, when you look at the history of the song that they tried to record it in 24 hours, they were obviously responding to what was happening in Ethiopia at the time with the famine. So mm. I think although they, you know, Regrettably, I think they've obviously changed. Well, they've changed the lyrics since then because I think they've recognised that what they did the first time around wasn't really suitable with a modern mindset. But I, I think I appreciate that Geldof and Major wanted to take action from something they saw as a, human, a humanitarian tragedy. The song itself is just really interesting because obviously they have this day where they're recording it and they invite as many of these pop stars as can, as they can. And And some uninvited as well. Some uninvited turned up just trying to get a bit of street cred, like that Marilyn. Marilyn. And, like, I love this idea, like, Thompson Twins couldn't make it. And it's like, oh, no. (laughs) Absolutely gutted. (laughs) It reminds me of, you know, that bit on Brass Eye, there's a bit where it's like when Wolf joins the charity appeal and he goes, thank Christ that Wolf was there. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Anyway, Thompson Twins couldn't make it. Phil, Phil arrives with his drum kit.
0: Oh, I love that. Phil
1: Phil just arrives,
0: not only with his drums, but like a, two trucks worth of different bongos, and everyone's like, "Oh, I, I mean, Phil, we've got we've got some drums here, mate. <laughs> I mean, and we've also already recorded the, on it a drum machine. I mean, just come and have a song. Come and have a sing song, mate. No, 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 no. I'll get it all out. I'll get it all out." Yeah. And it's like, Phil, I don't even know what that fucking drum is. What it's is like, that? Do
1: you have any fills? That's what, yeah. he, what he needs to do. I need to fill every <laughs> yeah. end of every line. And also he should be arrested for that jumper he's wearing on that. Uh, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it's interesting just seeing different stars. And some of them are clearly like worse for wear because they got there early or they were like too pissed the night before. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot what of cocaine's been done. Yeah. George? And yeah. then there's obviously those people who took the time, did the face in the morning and thought, you know what, this is Monday. Yeah. This looks kind of big. Yeah. I'm going to come in the afternoon and be a bit fresh. Like Paul Weller looks like he's off a Clearasil advert or something. <laughs> and I love Tony Hadley. I'm a big fan of Tony Hadley from Spandau Ballet. He, he's there with his two or three shirt buttons undone at the top. Looking like he's just jumped off a horse or something, like very dashing. <laughs> and I love him. I love that about Tony Hadley. That yeah. He's always, he's so smooth, such a crooner. I'm yeah. a sucker for a crooner. Uh, but yeah, it's a great song. When I was looking at the Christmas songs, I was always thinking about like, is it A list, B list, or C list? That's kind of how I see it. I kind of put this in the B list. Mm. Some of the other songs here is maybe a C. It's one of those staple Christmas songs. And yeah, a very good start to the album, I'd say. Yeah. Mao, do you want to
0: tell us a bit about, did you know what the Boy George story was there?
2: Didn't he, didn't didn't Bob Geldof ring him and he fell back asleep? Then he rang him again. He eventually got up, yeah. got on a plane and managed to make it.
0: Spot on, all the way from NYC, getting a call yeah. going, oh, famine, I'm knackered. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, a couple more hours. Concord. Concord though, I mean... That's pretty yeah, cool, out to Concord that's pretty cool is it I mean, how quick was that flight Concord four
1: flight? hours I think four hours wow. a- oh, did you ever go me, not that old mate <laughs> but also he nails his line his line is very well delivered as well oh, yeah. yeah. so oh and uh, Paul Young's on there Mouse oh finger. yeah Paul, Paul
0: Young I mean just quickly do you want to try and guess I've got all the names there
1: can you just shout out what you think who's on it oh. Paul so, Young Paul Young Le Bon's there, our friend Simon Lamal. Yeah. Who else? Boy Chalamar, George. Boy, boy George. George. Wellers there. Yeah. So called. already mentioned. the lads. Phil's. Tears for Fears. One of the lads from Tears for Fears, I think. Maybe. Oh, Banana Rama girls are there. Yeah. No Robert De Niro this time. Yeah. A very big
0: Irishman who you're missing. Oh, Bono. Bono, yeah. of course. Sings the troublesome, troublesome lyric. Well, tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. Yeah, that's uh, not great. Which to... uh, I think we we can all oh. safely say that was miss, miss the, well, unwell thought out. Yeah, Ultravox, Boomtown Rats, obviously, Heaven Seventeen, Spandau Ballet, Duran Duran,
2: oh.
0: Ah, faves, George Michael, Sting, Shalamar, Ah, Sting, of course. Yeah, so quite quite a. Quite a mashup of people there. A bit of status quo came in. Uh, yeah. And apparently, according to the one journalist who was in there, Robin Egger of the Daily Mirror, once status quo produced their bag of cocaine and the booze started to flow, I brought six bottles of wine from my flat, which disappeared in a minute. It became a party. I think that was when it finished recording.
2: Mm.
0: Hopefully. but
2: Do you think but- that... Expertise. This concept could, sorry, Louie. No, that's
0: it. Oh,
2: done. No, I was just going to say, do you think this concept could work today? Like, I don't know who would be in. Well,
0: they've done it
1: twice more. 2013 you know they did it, right?
2: But I mean, getting everyone into
1: one studio. Megan like... Thee Stallion. Right.
2: Nicki <laughs> Minaj. Yeah.
1: yeah. Nicki they? Okay. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Head Shearer Beyonce. Yeah. Who are the new that Olivia Rodrigo. Chaz and Dave. Chaz and Dave.
0: <laughs> I, job. I, th- I think you make a point though, Matt. I think it'd be harder to get a lot of these people in the same mm. thing. I guess the one thing they had going for them is it's British mostly. Cool and the gang were in there. Cool himself was in, which is the odd addition <laughs> cool. of this one. Mr. Cool can't get hold of the gang. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it would be quite hard to get a lot of people together these days. Few
1: tiny facts? Two cents well, no, no. Yeah, what's your Miles what's Two cents.
2: Not really much to add. I was talking more about the story behind the song, which you've already mm. summarised pretty well, James. I was gonna give a fact, I was gonna ask,
0: did you write down how much it raised? I certainly did. Geldoff <laughs> yeah, we're doing really good back and forth <laughs> referee today, aren't we? <laughs> it's like we've all done too much research. And now what do you think? Do you have those figures for me? Over to Mel in the news. More a business meeting. Than yeah, a yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that town yeah, hall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he hoped, hoped that it raised 70 grand, but it ended up raising 8 million. I can't be too specific about if that's 8 million today, or obviously it will have made more over time. I can tell you how many were sold. 3 million copies were sold by the end of 1984 when it was released. And by the 1989, it sold 11.7 million, which is a lot, of, a lot of records. Do
2: you know how much the CD cost when it came out?
0: I think I read it. Shall I not guess
1: it? Yeah. You don't
2: James. guess
1: it, James. Four ninety nine, dollars 99 2 What? Hang on. Let's have another guess. Yeah. two ninety nine. dollars was- Singles were two quid when we were ten. I don't remember. Oh, my! Man. My first single was "Living the Vida Loca, so it shows how much I know. <laughs> Well, the B-side remixes on there. And my second was Mojo Lady. To be no, fair, just a lot of some stupid back there. Yeah, well done, well done. Uh, one eighty-five. If I remember, one eighty-five,
2: one thirty-five. Shit, one
1: thirty-five. Can only drink eighty-four I say
0: that
1: these days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: yeah, absolutely. Musically, Mao, what do you think of the song? Do you like it? Do you like the music?
2: Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, it's done for all the right reasons, so I can't dislike it. I
0: suppose mm. uh, it's taking all that away.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's quite hard to take that away from it. I quite like the chopping and changing between different singers, then bringing mm. their own spin to a line. That's quite nice. It's a bit of a journey, bit of an odyssey. Mm. Uh, the NME called it a rotten song,
0: but I yeah. don't it rotten.
2: It's no, I don't. just not, not my favourite Christmas song by any means, but. It's it's nice. I wouldn't turn it off if it came on the radio.
0: It's definitely in my top ten Christmas songs. Hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it deserves all the slating it gets I mean, lyrically it does, but the, the obviously the right reasons. The meet like what they done it done it for, but so, like musically. It's Christmas time. I love it. Straight, I'm yeah, straight in, yeah. you know. There's no need to be afraid. And I just looked at my face doing that. And I. Paul Young, oh my nailed God. it, up, I think. Paul Young, good friend of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Paul from school who, you know, from school. he's doing quite well to be on a rec- Christmas record with all his friends, isn't he? And <laughs> um, his new showbiz mates. I I described the bass at the beginning. That sort of sounds like sort of elephant seal at the beginning, doesn't it? You know, um, but I like the musically. I think it's good. I think, I don't think it should deserve any stick for it. Yeah. We all know the lyrics. We all know it well. I think it's up there. And the fact that it, because obviously it could have just been a terrible song and everyone bore it anyway, but it wouldn't have done as well if it wasn't a good song as well. Right? Yeah.
1: Great. I do, I do sympathize like with what Mao said because a lot of these songs because we're so indoctrinated in them from mm. when we're young it's hard to even be objective isn't it you know i it mean is, like, it's, it's like gonna be a hard one some of these songs if you heard it as a you were you were a spaceman that came traveling let's say oh and you heard it and you'd be like god that's dog shit but if yeah. you've heard it every christmas from when you were zero years old yeah yeah you can't distinguish good from bad in, in many ways So i mean i think maybe you can put them in like i said categories for mm. tearing but but to say they're terrible is kind of difficult because they're just so part of the fabric of the. It's of it's going to Christmas. be really hard this podcast because I I think that's exactly
0: yeah it, it's mm-hmm. the same for all of us and for most of us listening or, it's just these are eternal Christmas and they're memories and it's not really actually the song itself is it? Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff.
1: Can I? I've been drinking port and I'd like to get some more port. Is that okay? Oh, <laughs> All right, up next,
0: it's Roy Wood with Wizard with I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Interestingly, on number four in the charts in 1973. And before we begin, we're going to have our first royalty round. James, you first.
1: I'm going to say 250,000. Okay.
2: I'm going to say
0: 75,000.
1: So that was Mal 75. James was what?
0: 250. <laughs> I'm going to go 200,000. 200. 200 James, you win it. It's £180,000 a year for Roy Wood and his wizards.
1: So, yes. He has to split it with the wizards, so it doesn't really get on much, does he? Yeah.
0: Gandalf produced it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, James, what do you think?
1: It's Miles' turn to. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry.
2: Okay. Just as a sentiment, how shit would it be if it was Christmas every day? It'd be so fucking stressful. Oh, my God. Also, it wouldn't be fun because it'd be be a nightmare.
0: I'd be dead within the year. (laughs) (laughs) Just from insanity more than anything, I think. I mean, it's fitting that this song is at the end of Black Mirror, that Christmas episode, if you've ever seen that one with John Hamm. And it is Christmas Eve, it is a Groundhog Day, repetitive day, and they play this at the end. And it is like, oh, my God, yes, this is insanity. But, yeah, what a sentiment, eh?
2: They let off what sounds a bit like a whoopee cushion at the very start. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And then there's quite a sinister, are you ready, children, that screamed as well. I mean, again, I don't know how to extract the last half many years of listening to it to like objectively say if it's a good song or not, It's I think it might be quite annoying. I think by yeah. the time it gets like a minute and a half in, I'm like, well, oh, it should probably just stop now.
0: It's it does just go talk. on too long. Yeah. yeah it's too much happening or something. I don't know. And the fact that, I don't know what version you might have listened to, but my one, it ended and then the children come back and sing it again mm. slowly. And you're a bit like, snow, 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 snow. And you're like, all right, yeah, that's, you know, Piped Music stop. Piped on, kids. <laughs> it's time for your bed. Adults <laughs> up now. Yeah, I sort of feel it's it's kind of like a hundred. It's going a hundred miles an hour from the beginning, and it's sort of like you said something in another podcast about gear two. It never gets out of it. This is permanently stuck in gear five. Which is not a bad thing, <laughs> but it is just like like that, and uh, there's just no stopping it. It's a runaway train of a song, really. <laughs> not in a bad way necessarily, but
1: it's just. James? definitely too long mate and yeah I was thinking the same that it's like hell on earth to have Christmas every day I was thinking about you know this that John Paul Sartre play where hell is other people and you're trapped in a room mm. with other people it's exactly like that. love it um the only good bit, I, the like, the bit I like is the the bit. why don't you give your love? That's my, probably my favourite bit because you can imagine like with your arms around your mates, you know, like yeah. that's mm-hmm. a big sing along. It It's just goes on too long. The kids are annoying. Roy Wood looks like he's seen fifty million infinite dimensions. <laughs> I was, I was imagining that his visions like kaleidoscopes all the time. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? He does he's, look like that, doesn't he? He's, yeah. He smoked some devil's lettuce, I think, and uh, he's, he's he's not with us. He's with the penguin people now or something. But yeah, no, it's, it's all right. It's a sea list sea list song for me, and it's a background. It's, it's a background on Christmas Day. Not really loving it that much. Mm. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, the public would disagree. It's one of the most popular. It didn't get to number one because it was beaten by Slade. It the same year it seems to be the kind of couple of years when a lot of these songs were written around 73 74 75 oh we didn't do a christmas checklist for the last one we'll do it from now on who cares (laughs) Uh, christmas checklist checks out we've got bells we've got kids and we've got mention of everything christmas so it ticks all three uh and a big shout out to Stockland Green School first year, Class 3C, and their teacher, Mrs. Snob,
1: who recorded that. I and was actually I, in that class. Were you? I don't get, you? don't get a bloody whiff of those royalties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you'll remember then that when you came down to London, um, yeah, what did they do in the
1: studio? There was games, there was hilarity. No, Roy showed us this special green plant that he really liked. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, he put um, a tab on his tongue and seemed to go off in a different place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll remember that they turned the air
0: conditioning up to full to recreate a wintry atmosphere. So those oh, lucky kids, I including see. you, down from the Midlands to a freezing studio what? in London. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Lovely song. Um,
0: but, yeah, I th- it's, it's, it's one of the most popular. It's appeared in the British Top 40 every Christmas since 2011. And in the top twenty-five every Christmas since twenty seventeen, it's an eternal Christmas song. It's It's Uh, and I I generally do like it. But I have listened to it quite a lot already for this podcast, and now it's starting to (laughs) great. It's starting to great on me. There was one year, I think it was, it was the lockdown year when obviously you're not going out and you're not in shops or whatever, and. I just sort of forgot to listen to Christmas music. Not that I would actively choose it necessarily. It just happens to you, doesn't it? Mm. And then on Christmas Day, I was like, I hadn't even listened to it. It was great. And it was a really nice thing to do. But now I've ruined that for this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, we of this podcast? Because of us, yeah. A worthy cause. I a worthy say. cause. I've, you know, mm-hmm. taken a punt. Okay, next is some other wizard-like folk. Slade with Merry Xmas everybody, it was Xmas number one. It beat Wizard to the top in 1973 and stayed there for five weeks. And we'll have the next round of royalties from you both, uh, Marita. Please. How much was the last one? One
2: two five. One eight five. I'm gonna go one two five with this one.
1: I'm going, I think this is a big hit. I'm going half a million. Oh, boom! And James has got it bang on again. Oh. It's in the region of five hundred thousand pounds a
0: year for Noddy Holder's pension fund, as he <laughs> said himself. They are not my words. Hmm. Uh, I'll take this one. This is my Hall of Fame number one. Not as in my number one out of my Hall of Fame, but it's my hmm. first one. I think I like Slade. I've listened. <laughs> to, I know this song. I the last one we did in a podcast a couple of ago. I really liked it. Everyone hated it. I think I just like them. I think it's simple. Mm. I think they can write a good hook. I think it's quite naff. But I think I quite like it. And I think a lot of other people like it. I think I'm just a bit embarrassed because my mum listens to this podcast and she'll be really devastated that I like Slade. <laughs> but, you know... She might just go, oh, it's just a phase. I say, oh, you'll grow out of it. I say, no, this is who I am. I like slaves. So I think I like it. It's the the best one out there, I think, maybe, bar the next one we're going to talk about, I'd say. But there's a big mouth movements from you both. So I want to give that to Mal first because there was a big O on your mouth. I was
2: laughing at you, saying that your mum would be embarrassed. <laughs> you're a secret Made fan.
0: Um, I only know two, so maybe I'll be disappointed. But you this is about catalog pole. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get back in. Yeah, <laughs> after this Christmas discogs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I actually really dig it, and mm. I think it sounds quite Rod Stewart esque. Oh, um, true. Couple of fags. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't mind it. I don't think I don't think it's one of the best Christmas songs. I think it just happens to be one of the most played and mm. and therefore maybe we're just accustomed to it. But mm. like taking it as a song, lyrically, quite good. Does mm. it have all the criteria of what makes a good Christmas song? Bells? Bells. Choir? I don't think it's got a choir. I don't think it's got a
0: choir, no. has it? No. no. But mentions of all the Christmas oh. things. So t- a solid two out of three there. Speaking of the lyrics, Mel, I actually, you know, it was quite a disappointing week for looking at lyrics, I think. But except this one, actually, and I thought, because obviously they're all quite generic and Christmas, blah, blah, blah. This one was quite fun. It was quite a little bit bawdy, a little bit naughty, you know, like, do the fairies keep him sober for the day? Like, oh, he's an alcoholic or, you know, <laughs> you score like, does your granny always tell you that the old songs are the best? And then she's like dancing and that, you That's know, like, nice one, yeah. that's nice. What will you do when your daddy sees your mama kissing Santa Claus? There's an affair. So there's, you know, there's some good,
1: like, but cheeky, you know, nothing too morbid. Right. Yeah. So I and like your mom, that. Your mum's getting off with an alky northerner. That's it's quite, quite. Why a, is he a northerner suddenly? He's from the North Pole. Oh,
0: very good!
1: Right, yes. So it's a dodgy accusation, really, that your mum's <laughs> getting off with of an Alky Northerner.
2: It's not; it's your, it's your dad dressed up in a suit. Yeah,
1: no, I'm just joking. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, so <laughs>
1: he <laughs>
2: doesn't exist. What? That's what I was going to ask at some point over today's mm. podcast. What age did you stop believing in Father Christmas?
0: I think my cousin told me one year because I shared a room with him and he said, you don't think that's Santa coming in with a stocking, do
1: you? It's your mum. And I think, mm. yeah, so I, I must have been under 10. Yeah, eight or nine, I think, probably. That's kind of a standard age, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah. I reckon yeah. it gets ruined if you've got siblings or a cousin. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cousin.
1: Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, the one comment I saw was the British Christmas National Anthem, nothing more, nothing less. I think that kind of sums it up. Yeah. A really good song. It is like the Christmas song in, in many, in many ways. I always find that lyric "Look to the future now; it's only just begun." Mm. I was like, I need to call Brian Cox on that lyric because I—is <laughs> the future just begun or is it already <laughs> happening? Like, it's messing with my mind. That lyric: Your future's just begun." It's always beginning. When did it begin? Well, it began now. But and yeah. that's then, and this is now. There you go. Very topical. A Noddy Holder as well just seems like a really nice bloke. He does. Every time I've seen yeah. him, he seems like a very affable chap. He's the kind of guy you want to live next door and you just, like, borrow yeah. tools from him or something. Yeah. Okay. Really, yeah. really. But that's also a good point, Mal. When has anyone ever borrowed
0: a cup of sugar? That's an old thing, surely. Yeah, like, I have. Hey, sugar, <laughs> but... what do you need that for? Your tea? Yes. How many sugars <laughs> do you in tea? Yeah. yeah, I have one sugar in my tea. Oof them dentures, mate. They'll be coming. (laughs) Bloody hell. Moving on to what I'm going to guess is Marita's first Hall of Fame. It's Wham's Last Christmas coming in at number two in 1984. And that's only because of it was the same year as Band-Aid. Despite George Michael also singing on the band-aid single round three of
1: royalty rounds uh james although this is this song's big in the u.s as well so i'm gonna go six hundred thousand because i think it's just got that edge on slade who are a very british band right so mm-hmm. slade are doing 500 grand then maybe maybe whammer more like six six hundred six fifty okay. maybe okay man say six hundred
2: Mm. two fifty
1: now, James has
0: got it again. Oh He's got God. his tie in. It's £480,000. £480,000. Yeah. Um, which I think, oh, ding dong. Is that me? It is. Who's that? Shall we answer the door. <laughs> it's George Michael. <laughs> oh, hi, George. Back from the dead.
1: You know, when we were recording this song, that it was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he died on Christmas Day, did he? Yeah, remember, I remember that. that which is
0: mm. incredibly that nothing has sort of meant that uh, that made the record shoot to number one around that time. Obviously it was too late, but next year is obviously a year on. I don't know. Anyway, Mal, tell us, was I right? Is this one of your Hall of Fames?
2: It's not, but he has a beautiful voice. Like It's magnificent. It's mm. I never thought I'd be saying this about George Michael, but it is a fantastic voice. Hits every single note. It's magical. It's Christmassy. The, I can picture the video in my mind's eye. You know, mm. it's just it's it's brilliant. It hits everything I want from a Christmas song. Yet it does not make my um,
0: wow. Yeah. What what's what would it have needed to reach your Hall of Fame?
2: Oof. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe I should reconsider my Hall of Fame options.
1: <laughs> see on it. Let's see what James has to say in the meantime. Well, you're asking me about Christmas traditions. Actually, my typical Christmas looks exactly like the Christmas from the video of this. <laughs> we all go to a ski lodge. Yeah. We all have fun in the snow. No, I, I think it's a very tender song. And I think it's got a very universal appeal because Christmas is a place, is a time that kind of focuses on our, our energy on like, I think we've all had our hearts broken at Christmas and maybe we've broken some hearts at Christmas. I'm all mm. gang. And. I, I also think Christmas is also a litmus test for relationships when you bring oh. people home to your parents on Christmas or, you know, when they're not vibing with the family on Christmas Day and you're not picturing, it doesn't, the picture's not right. That's a very big litmus test, I think. Very true. Good point, yeah. It's our first sort of sadder
0: song, isn't it?
1: Yeah, although George, to be fair, in the video, he's given this last approach, right? I'm going to go mm. over to Yorkshire for this. Yeah. He's given this last approach, and then the next year, Ridgely's shacked up with her. And George has, George has already got a new partner. And I'm like, if Ridgely's your mate, he won't be getting with your ex-girlfriend and yeah. bringing her to your bloody Christmas, do. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, have some respect. Richly does win some points back because he looks like he does a cracking Christmas pudding in the video. Mm. So you need to keep an eye out for that. But yeah, agree with Mal. Quality of delivery from George is fantastic. Yeah. And I really love the end bit that gave you my. Because um, me and a friend of mine, whenever it came on at our office Christmas party, would try and nail it exactly <laughs> the right time and shout it as loud as possible. And that's my favorite line. And I wait the entire song every year for a particular line. So yeah. Oh, it's lovely. i mean in complete agreement with you all. It's just George can't do anything
0: wrong in my book. I was saying it to a friend last night. I mean, yeah, I think Hall of Fame for me,
1: I'm afraid. Same.
0: Coming in hot next, not so hot by its chart placement, is Elton John's Step Into Christmas from 1973, reaching a disappointing 24 in the charts. Trying to get onto the bandwagon, Elton, I feel. Mm. Any of you two agree with that?
1: Big time. I was mm. imagining he had a chalkboard with Christmas written on it. Yeah. And him and Bernie Taupin are just sat there yeah. going, well, what, can mm. what can we do? Yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Um, so
0: I tumble into Christmas with kids. I could smash Christmas. Incredibly generic. What is stepping into Christmas? What is that? Or is stepping in? Is it like um, a lean-in?
2: You know, like when you kiss with confidence, you like, <laughs> like, uh, so yeah. like a lean-in,
0: step into Christmas. It's it's a bold, it's a confident it's, yeah. move into Christmas. Exactly. Rather than dribbling in going, oh, I'm just going to get a branch I found on the floor. I'm, gonna get a, I'm <laughs> Elton's getting a proper tree. It's going to hit the ceiling. He's going to buy Auntie Enid that gift that he's been asking telling every year. <laughs> and he's really going to do it right this year. I Christmas cards. You. I always forget to do the Christmas card. Save it! Oh. David, where are the envelopes?
1: I'm doing Christmas cards this year. I'm doing, I'm I'm finally doing them to all the 6,000 people that I know. But you always say you're going to do them and you never do. This is different. I'm stepping into Christmas.
0: (laughs) No, no. Have you not heard my 1974 half hit? 73,
2: apologies. Does it not sound like a barn dance?
0: Step into. In
2: fact, link, link arms with somebody and yeah. spin around in a circle. Yeah,
0: yeah, swing your elf round again. And then we'll go. Yeah, it is a bit. That's a
2: good show, actually. Yeah. Like hoot, scoot, baby type of vibes.
1: Yeah, that's no, a good point. I don't like it, but musically, it's all right. I think it's fine. It's right. I mean, you've got to what, 24, did you say? But it's still yeah. around today mm. and still in compilation. So, must be doing something right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, hello, hello, hello. It's Mike Oldfield again, our folkish friend with Indulce Jubilo. Jubilo. Did I say that right? Jubilio. Jubileo. Jubilio. Ju- from 1975. Going in at a surprising number four in the UK charts. Our first and probably last instrumental on a Now album, can mm. I just say? Translation Indulce Jubilo to Jubileo, the Jubileo. Jambalaya. J- sweet Jambalaya. <laughs> in translation, in sweet rejoicing. Original German Christmas carol, but best known in Britain as Good Christian Men Rejoice.
1: I prefer the Heinrich Sosa version from 1328. That's the hipster version. That's, that's, yeah, that's what everyone likes. The remix. Yeah, the Tulsa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was so surprised by it because I didn't expect to be on. I'd never heard it before. Obviously, carol origins, as we were talking from Mao's history of carol. So he's gone and put an electric guitar on it. It's all nice and folky. I sort of quite liked it. It was quite fun. And it sort of felt like it would be sort of like a montage of a very sort of Christmassy Classic shitty Christmassy film. Everyone's come in from a blustery walk and going and falling over each other, and the dog's muddy and it's walked on the carpet and woken up granddad who's asleep, and everyone goes, Oh, Alfie, you know, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of like, Oh, everything's Christmas and all right, you know, that's what I, the kind of feeling I have of it. So I quite liked it. And I think I'd like to say I like it enough that I'd listen to it next Christmas as well. It's but not you possible. don't
2: like it enough to put it in your pick of the week uh, uh,
0: no okay. i think i've got one
1: more coming up and i can't remember what it is um uh, yeah i have i've got one more coming up um you you guys remember me shouting this out in episode 1 when we did moonlight shadow i said his christmas song did uh, say uh, is very good yes you did do you want to tell us a bit more about why it's uh, good yeah yeah i just wrote that uh, if you're having a peasant's feast this Christmas, it'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I hear it. It's like medieval. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then the elves turned up. Du, mm. du, 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 du. You know, elves and, and um, <laughs> the, elves, the, the elves, elves, elves turned up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think it's it's a nice song to have in the background on Christmas Day, you know, yeah. maybe you're sitting down to eat or something or you're opening your presents. Yeah. And I also feel it's the kind of song that I hear in my head whenever I'm going slightly insane, you know, like magic roundabout. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And I was thinking I'm off to Belgium in a couple of weeks and I'm in a, probably going to be in a car with a dog. And I was thinking, in my head, I was imagining, like, filming the dog and this song being on. <laughs> do, 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 do. We're all up on a holiday. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> so, dog getting mad in the back. The dog's kind of looking at me like, what? But yeah, no, I like it. I think it's a nice piece of music and it's a lovely little folksy little tale, isn't it?
2: I'm going to say about this song that I absolutely loved it. Oh, good! Um, I thought it sounded not like elves, but like fairies skipping around a maypole.
0: Um, yeah, lots was, of skipping, lots
2: of Yeah, very happy. i never heard it before like you, Louis. Mm. I loved it. It's going to be my pick of the week.
0: Oi, nice one. Nice oh. shout out to a non-lyrical vocal song.
2: Also, I thought that Mike Caulfield, despite us having him in at 1... I just had him down as Mr. Techno, but when I googled him properly, he's traversed every musical genre possible. Mm. So hats off to Mike.
0: Oh, beanie off. Oh, it's we... A
2: beanie door?
0: Can it's... we can we see it come off or will your heat evaporate from the beanie. The <laughs> beanie has come off poor Marita with her exposed brick. As you said earlier. I was actually wearing her beanie for the podcast.
1: That shows dedication, yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: And where's your pork pie hat, James? Is there. <laughs> you get this wrong with every episode. I've got a flat cap. <laughs> I know. It's too similar to my cap. I know, oh, sorry. As we said, I've got a new air cap, and we know what that is now. I, I do. Know.
1: I needed to be educated. We did, you did.
0: Well, well done, Mike. It won't be my doth, personally, but I, I liked it, and well done. I said, I an electric guitar and a carol, it's kind of rad. So we can end on that. Moving on to Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Christmas Time, one word. 1979 coming in at number six on the UK charts. But it is popular enough to have a round of royalties. Marita, what are you going to go for? Oh, I'm doing so badly. You need to, there's only probably about three more. So I think you need to, oh, if, you, if you don't get this, yeah. 430. 430. 430K, I presume. James? 400,000. Oh, he's going conservative and that has nicked it for him again, the bastard. Oh my goodness, no! Yeah, because he's played that tactically, hasn't he? He's thought about that. They've practiced that in training. It's it's 310,000 a year and no. 400 is obviously closest to that. And that is annoying, Mal. You'll be out, but few, cons- few consolation prizes to come. I can even <laughs> look up a few more which uh, are not on the album. Just for, just just for-, for the... Just for fun. Um, yeah. James, do you want to take us away from
1: Paul? I don't really have much on this song, to be honest. I don't. Mm. I, I think it's kind of a C-list Christmas song. I think the only bits I really like is when the synthesizer, it sounds a bit like you forgot to turn off a certain setting on the synthesizer. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't, do 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 And it's like, yeah. dong, do dong, do 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 And yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like, Paul, you forgot to turn it off. Oh, it's yeah. fine. It sounds Yeah, yeah be right. But he seems to have a lot of fun. It's always nice to see him and Linda having fun back in the day, you know. <laughs> and there's something like village fate about it that mm. I don't know. It feels he's fun. Paul's having fun. Not going to begrudge him that, but not not in the higher ech- echelons of Christmas songs for me. Mm.
2: Shame, really, because that whole album is it Paul McCartney 2 is mm. it slaps like it's such a good album and I never thought I'd say that about Paul McCartney I'm not a big fan of the Beatles mm. but that song in particular he's just taught talk- he's not even being asked to sing he's just talking mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just so lackluster yeah bit naff mm.
1: I, I sent you that Instagram story, didn't it, of that lass where she's like, "John Lennon's Christmas is everybody's dying. Yeah. We're all gonna die." And no. then Paul McCartney mm-hmm. says, "Christmas time, get out the wine, Uncle <laughs> Jim's is jumper." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, they they went on different paths, didn't they? I mean, he did it all himself. So that's all wrote, wrote recorded, produced all the instruments. It's his it's just a little thing, all by himself.
2: Does that make but, him
0: a narcissist or an egotist, or ask for some help, maybe? Or no one wanted to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of feel like it's like what you said, Jim. Like one, it's village Fatey. He he's his record studio is near where my parents live, and it is very much like that around there. And um, it, yeah, it feels it feels a bit like he's left something on. I know I, I like that thing because I sort of thought it felt like he was a bit rushed and it was sort of like, right, here's the chord. Okay, put some reverb on it so it just goes a bit longer. Bum, bum, dum bum, dum bum, dum. Yeah, dum, no. dum. And then they just go, oh, what are you doing there, Paul? He's like, oh, I'm just fiddling around. And then they go, oh, <laughs> can you just make something Christmassy? We want to churn something out next year. And go, oh, okay. There you go. That's good enough. See you <laughs> later. And it's just like, that's it. And it's, it's a good impression. Of, that's all right, it's wasn't it? impression. Yeah, just a bit down on that. See you in a bit, Chuck. Did you ever watch Yellow Submarine as a kid? Loved that film. No. Quality. But yeah, so I feel like he's, you know, he's oh, he's a genius, isn't he? He's a songwriting extraordinaire, historically, iconically. And this, I think he just went, yeah, I'll just do it. And I'll, here we go. It's a classic, but I haven't tried that hard. Don't need to. Thank you. Yeah. Just one note of one lyric of interest from there. The world is out about the town to lift a glass oh and don't look down does he mean don't look at the presents under the tree mm. or does he mean like grandpa shit himself again like <laughs> again? but I I didn't really know it. it's probably that isn't it but you're allowed to look at presents under the tree yeah, What's,
2: yeah no so what are you are not looking for. down yeah, maybe yeah maybe it's a Christmas tradition to not look at the presents under the tree in the McCartney mm. household
0: it's a bit cruel isn't it yeah don't look down. Oh, and don't look down. Well, is out about the town. to so Lift a glass. Don't look
1: down. Or maybe it's bad yeah. luck to oh, look down when you're charging your glass. Uh, oh, you got to look yeah. at somebody in the eye, right? Oh, uh, don't look
0: down. Oh, well, well
1: done. Well done. Glad we
0: got there. You
2: okay. know, when he says the children sing their song, it's mm. so toned out, <laughs> it's
0: almost know. farcical. Yeah. Just do it. What does it go? I can't remember.
2: Children sing their song. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's like he's halfway out the door. Now, Paul, can you just do that last last <laughs> bit? Uh, yeah. the children sing their song. Oh, that's good. Right, Chuck. That's well, it. You know, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's like he's just hammed it through,
1: isn't he? Yeah. Too All many right. ding dongs. Oh, there's an actor said to a bishop. Uh.
0: Shaking Stevens Not with the Christmas song That we all know him for But Mm -hmm. Blue Christmas Cover of the famous Blue Christmas Coming at number two In the UK charts 1985 I believe he was Doing a bit of a Christmas album So just covered a lot of songs And this was The one that was the single Mal Do you want to take it? It's
2: just a straight Rip-off, isn't it? He's Mm. not tried to add any extra elements or put his own little spin on it. He's just, it sounds a bit like someone doing Elvis at karaoke and kind of Mm. in a similar vein to the last track, just very lacklustre. Like he's been dragged into that recording booth, kicking and streaming, and he's just had to just do it. Yeah. Doesn't sound happy about it. It's It's not, it's not, well, it's called Blue Christmas. It's not, obviously it's not joyous but it's just mm. does it cover any of our criteria
0: one mentions of christmas she got bells I don't think so no it's, like no, it's familiar, isn't it
2: no it's, it's pretty naff i think
0: flopped it flopped mm. it yeah it does it's no different to the original we've discussed this kind of problem before and that's up to us whether we think that's good and do you know what no it's just it's just listening to elvis cover isn't it elvis karaoke
1: james I do think the production is just slightly boosted. It sounds like what Elvis would have recorded twenty years later when he had the opportunity for a better studio mm. with a more clear piano or a more clear guitar. So in that way, I do think it's like okay, he's done enough to kind of justify. It doesn't it doesn't justify a cover, but I can understand somebody maybe choosing to listen to this because you can hear the piano and the guitar a bit clearer because it's not from some fuzzy studio from the sixties. But yeah, I mean, Shaker Stevens has spent his entire life just being an Elvis ripoff anyway. Mm. Uh, which fair place to me, like if he likes the music, whatever, it's fine, I think he's that's what he's you know, he's into. Easy. But, but yeah, not really not really doing anything new and I don't think you'd be you'd add if you added it to your playlist, you'd be adding Elvis or whatever yeah. version of Blue Christmas, wouldn't you? So no yeah.
0: John Lennon and the plastic Oh no band. Oh no. Happy Xmas. War is over, 1971. In at number four, Marita grimacing, shaking her head. I'm revealing you too much there, Mal. Take us away, what you said.
2: Okay, I was just going to say Xmas, just it cheapens it. Like if you got yeah. a text mm. on Christmas Day saying,
0: Happy, Happy Xmas.
2: P P Y X. Make the effort. So Come on. pissed off. Yeah. You know? Like just spell it out. Like, yeah. So that's that's my first gripe with it. My first and only gripe with it, to be honest.
0: Oh, uh, good. Okay. Um, yeah. okay.
2: <laughs> I've written. The, I yeah. feel like they're calling us out pretty early on with the lyrics. So this is Christmas. What have you done? Because yeah. it, is, it is a time <laughs> yeah. for contemplating.
0: Ooh, yeah.
2: anxiety's yeah, yeah. already sky high. I don't. Yeah. I don't need to yeah. be reminded. Or- but I've not achieved much this year. Thanks, yeah. thanks, John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. You're straight in. It's not, even, it's not even the chords yet. It's just, so, this is Christmas. We're just what going to go around done? the group. Performance review. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Performance review. Appraisal of your year, emotionally,
1: career wise, and gift giving. Yeah. So, you started a podcast. Well, what good is that really doing? Yeah. Yeah. What's There's good a war out there. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. James, do you love war? I can't say
1: I do. <laughs> no. Can I. Can I, when I was listening to this song, I I felt I got a bit serious and I'm really sorry about that, but I I want to give a kind of serious chat about this song. Sure. okay? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I just wrote, I think it's Lennon's finest hour for me. I think it's a very beautiful song with a simple, powerful message that war is a choice. I think the, the choir and the strings are all very powerful and... My favorite writer of all time is Dostoevsky. And Dostoevsky is a is a Christian. I'm not a Christian myself, but I sympathize a lot with some of the things that, that Dostoevsky says. And one of the things that Dostoevsky says is that we could have heaven tomorrow on earth if everybody acted in a Christ-like way. And a lot of what Dostoevsky says is no matter what people do, you no, know, all the modern ideas that exist in the world, he says they still can't think of anything better than acting like Christ. Do you know what I mean? Like as in... And I, I the uh, histor- one historian of The Rest is History who talks about this, Tom Holland, he talks about how the entire moral universe we live in is christianity right like we all make our judgments that murder is bad you know victory you know like look after the weak and the poor and the sick and in obviously in a greek or roman time that's not the morality of the time but christianity in many ways is one of the most radical philosophies that's ever changed the world um you know like a peep show where he's on about what did jesus actually do and the guy says what well, apart from shape our entire moral universe <laughs> <laughs> so, but but this idea that war is a choice and that, you know, tomorrow, whatever's happening in Ukraine or whatever else could just stop if people, no, I'm not saying like the ordinary person, but you know, somebody like Putin or someone, you know, I think that's a very powerful message. Um, there's actually a Dostoevsky book called The Idiot, where it's about somebody who does act like Christ and everybody takes advantage of the fact that he trusts everybody. And he, mm. and he does, he does just give his possessions away and he does, and Whole, Dostoevsky's whole point is that we can't act like that, but we should still try. And I think that's a very like modern, you know, like in, in a way he's both a Christian and looking at Christ as like something that you cannot do yourself in your modern life. But I just think I always found this message in this song that war is over if you want it. I think that's such mm. a powerful message. And whilst I'm not John Lennon's biggest fan, the fact that he's publicized this, I think some of the greatest artists in the world, they can mix high intellectual concepts with popular you know, art. And I think he's absolutely nailed that there. And that's what I think somebody like Bowie's very good at as well. Like, you know, he's somebody that everybody knows as a household name, but his songs and his ideas are con- complex, but he's he's allowing people in into his world and accessible. So, um, yeah. And um, also, you know, we were talking the other week about the Christmas truce as well. And I think it also speaks to what Christmas is about. And it should be about hope and optimism and about how cynics should try and be optimistic and this, this, this time, Christmas is a time for renewal and a time for change and a time to think about how you can do something differently or how you can be nice to your fellow man you know what I mean so I think he ticks all those boxes and I think it's a real piece of art this song and yeah I'm a huge fan. James I didn't know they were replacing Melvin Bragg on <laughs> in our time but, with yourself but yeah. I mean
0: hats off and I mean that sincerely I mean yeah. you said mate I concur Cheers. I concur um, um, Yoko can't sing for shit, though. So I think she can. You think she can? Oh, I don't I, think so.
2: I'm going to send you a song. Um, I think it's called No One Sees Me Like You Do, which is a bit of a tearjerker. Um, mm. I, so I, know, I know what you mean. Maybe she she's just she may, might be a tad off key, but somehow it works. Maybe with her accent or something. It Maybe. Just, yeah. Uh, blends quite well. I think My, it gives an added I, element
0: to it. Fair enough. I'm glad you've come up, like, against me with that because this is a bit undecided. So I was listening to this and so I could get, ah, ah, ah. and it's sort of like, Ooh, it's on the edge for me. And I was telling my mate last night, and he was like, Yeah, have you seen that video of her singing with Chuck Berry and John Lennon? And I was this, just
1: thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And she just goes, ah! and it's just like, sort of like, that's just screaming.
0: And And John's with his
1: idol. Chuck Berry's his idol. He's finally playing with him. You're screaming into the mic and ruining it for him. And it's just quite funny.
0: Moving on to Greg Lake, I Believe in Christmas, 1974. Again, these years for writing it. Number two in the UK charts, Marita wants to take this away. Only to say, did you love this, Louis? I doth my center hat. I thought you might have fair been. play, mate. Fair play. <laughs> Do you want to tell us why I did? No.
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. Actually, I so thought it was quite Louis-esque. It's not. It's not wet. That's not why. Yeah, I, it's not um, wet. No, not no, absolutely, it's not wet. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's quite normal. They're talking yeah. about peace on earth, raining. Yes. It's, there's, it, there's no kind of hyperbole. It's just as it is. You look out the window, you live in England. Yeah. It's raining on Christmas Day. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite simple. The ramp up of the bells was quite nice. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, I don't know if you found this in your research, Louis, a protest regarding the commercialization of Christmas.
0: Spot on. Exactly. <laughs> and that made me like it more. I didn't realise that until researching it. I like, quite liked it anyway. It definitely had a sort of odd tone to it, which really intrigued me. And yeah, I like that, that good and different message that, you know, that none of the – I've never ever heard a Christmas song that's sort of a little bit drab. And I, I must say, and Greg doesn't want it to be a Christmas song necessarily. He's obviously quids in and happy about that, but it was <laughs> never meant to be a Christmas song. Greg Lake of Emerson Lake and Palmer, just to add. But yeah, I like that message. And I think it's kind of like it hits the chord of, you know, when you get a bit, we talked about finding out Santa Claus is not real. You still like getting gifts. You still like the food and the fun and the games. And then as you get older, you know, there is like, there's a disappointment about Christmas. And I remember saying that to my mum one year and she went, are you all right? And I was like, oh, just a bit like a build up and a bit of a damp squib, you know, like, like a bit of a, <laughs> Not damn squibness, but like, oh, and she went, yeah, that's what it's a bit like, isn't it? And I thought, oh, it's a bit sad, but like, it doesn't mean it has to be a rubbish time of year because I still like Christmas. But I think that's that kind of thing, getting older, that joy of the the child Christmas is over. And actually you move your Christmas into a different, you know, pivot it, let's say, to like giving gifts or like doing things. I don't know, you know, fucking hell, St. Louis over here, but you know. True, it's true. No, it's true.
2: Especially if you've got like, you know nieces and nephews and cousins, like it becomes more about them, which is really and lovely.
0: Exactly, and they're all making a nice pudding or yeah. doing something a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because once that thing, it's like giving a gift is so much better than getting one, isn't it? The awkwardness. How do you feel about that when you were young, like opening a gift in front of ten family members? Just <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: being stared down.
0: Yeah, and they going, "Do you like those curtain rails, Louis?" They'll be great in your bedroom, you know. Metal detector,
1: yeah. Metal detector, it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just imagining your, your, your. I don't mean anything wrong by your mum, Louis, but mm. I was imagining her like being from Barnsley or something with a cig, just being like, "That's <laughs> a li- that's life, son. Get, get used <laughs> to it." You know I My mean? friends <laughs> yeah. and sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah Your yeah. dreams. <laughs> Chuck them in the bin. Chuck them in the bin. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, get the turkey anyway. <laughs> I, no. It's not far from the truth. Nah, no, she's a lovely lady. I also doth my cap, even though I don't really like that so- this song very mm. much, but I just wanted to doth my cap to Can Mr Lake. Can I quickly Lake. clarify, before you say it, I've dothed my Santa hat. Okay. Oh, got a double hats. I've got double hat this week. So, sorry, James. I will doth my elves hat. Yeah. yeah. I just want to dust my hat for somebody making a complex song with mixed emotions about Christmas. And I do think some of his lyrics are quite nice because he's kind of like, his viewpoint is, you know what, Christmas is a bit shit, but Mm. I still wish you peace on earth and I hope you have a nice year and nothing shite happens to you, basically. So, yeah, no fair play to Mr. Lake, even though... Mm. it's not, I'm not a fan. I did kind of like the Baroque sounding guitar at the start. It goes back mm. to the medieval vibes from <laughs> Mike Oldfield. Maybe he's played at the start of the Peasants' Feast. But <laughs> other than that, no, It's a, it kind of loses me a little bit. But no, fair play. Yeah. He's done a good, he tried to do something with a song that's more than writing Christmas on a blackboard like Mr. Elton John.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. They said there'd be
0: peace on earth. Hallelujah, Noel, be it heaven or hell. The Christmas we get, we deserve. I no, it, actually, quite nice, either. isn't it? Quite, quite interesting. It was beaten to number one by Queen's Bohemian
1: Rhapsody. Interest. Uh, oh. I was just imagining you going, it was beaten to number one by Bernard Ramas, Robert De Niro was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something really <laughs> terrible. It was beaten by uh, Thomas Dolby. Is it's, that so? We don't need to
0: talk about it again. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did say, I, I got beaten by one of the greatest records ever made, but I would have been pissed off if it had been Cliff Richard. So a nice little <laughs> <Yeah>. dick. <laughs>
1: I like Greg, Greg more and more.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, right, right, wouldn't he? Yeah. Quite a sort of dour Christmas drink with him, couldn't you? It'd be quite good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll release this single, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-three picture. him. <laughs> you, come out of bloody nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Galileo. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad they're all dead. I see. Only one's dead, right? Anyway, dead.
0: Yeah. yeah. Alright, mate. Alright,
1: mate. Calm down, Greg. Hold yeah. me back. <laughs>
0: Krista <laughs> Berg A spaceman came travelling 1975 Number 15 in the charts Louis doths his actual cap This time we'll find Ooh, out why Two caps after, after, No it was the Santa's hat I dothed my Santa's hat in the last song Hat as a cap I'll be dothing my cap today Mao, a nice roll of the eyes I'm going to go to you again The first thing I wrote (laughs) is a
2: Berg and Phil Collins, the same man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It feels a bit like that way, doesn't it? Slightly balding men.
2: I think it's not very deep musically. There's nothing really there as backing music. It's just him warbling on about Spaceman. Um, And warbling is a word that I'm going to stand behind. Mm. When the no 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 bit comes in kind of gives it a bit of an extra added dimension comes a bit bearable but ultimately it's quite tepid that that's my take on
0: this
2: man coming traveling
0: yeah so the, the beanie will stay firmly on for you
1: there <laughs> james do you want to add to the misery of chris or no it's, it's all right i i think it's what I find funny is that bit where he's going na 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 he goes on for ages and yeah. um, obviously he's already painted this picture of a UFO's come over and everybody's waiting and gathering like what are they going to say? I'm going to give you a message what are they going to say? And then it's na 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 imagine them all just like looking at the watch being like oh come on man I don't need all these na 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 na's and then he yeah. goes Peace to all man, or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. for that, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I also had this thing in my head when I was watching, listening to it where it's like, I think he's talking about Jesus. You know, he's like, you know I mean? like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, he is. Oh, is it's, he? He's like it's, saying, well, there was a savior, and maybe there's going to be another one in 2000 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it's just a bit of a reimagination of how it. Imagine if he came down from it's in the universe. universe in <laughs> yeah. I also kind of do kind of find it fun, the bit where it does na 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 na. All the synths are going really crazy. Like, I, I kind of like that bit, but yeah, no, it's a bit naff, the entire song, really. But, yeah. Well, the fact that it's naff is obviously why I doff my cap, I think. Kind of, it's fun.
0: Fast. It's kind of, I, I
1: yeah, you know, I
0: didn't, I'd heard this, yeah, and it's killing me what the chorus has been sampled in. I've been trying to look and I couldn't find, obviously, some dance song or something, but like. I doth it firstly because it sounds way more futuristic than 1975 to me. I know that might seem a bit more speculative. It sounded just even those Rhodes-ish chords and that build, and it feels very full, and it just feels something that would maybe be more from the 80s, a bit more better produced. I don't know. So I was a little bit surprised. Um, I think Chris is quite a funny bloke, isn't he? I think he's another person who was at school with Paul Young. And maybe he wasn't a loner. He had friends, but he was like really into like training. More like fantasy novels and musical theater. So that combined the two. (laughs) And then he was, you know, he'd big a performer. He was confident, but not necessarily, you know, I still think he probably doesn't have many friends. And I think it's, it's just, he's in his own world, which is not a bad thing, but just, he's never quite got out of, in his own world, what's that? Fret? What's that? What is Space Cadet? Can you call someone that? Right. Yeah. I yeah. think he's literally <laughs> spaceman right now. I didn't know it was a Christmas song, and obviously, reading mm. about it, and reading the lyrics, it is, and I quite like that. I enjoyed it. I love the chorus actually. La la, la, la very catchy. You can't deny. Yeah. And this, I think it's a bit bold, lead up to with the la la la, and say suddenly the sweetest music filled the air. So it's I'm sort of so good. Reheating yeah. the chorus that's coming up, you know, yeah. the metterness of that is fantastic. <laughs> He's a bit laugh, but I think he doesn't he either knows it or he doesn't mind it.
1: I re- I'm a fan of Lady in the Red in Red as well, his other song. Lady and- in the Red Lady, lady in the red. (laughs) Lady in the red, with me. (laughs) It's at border security. I especially like it because one of my mates used to do it on karaoke. Yeah, there's a bit at the end where it's an outro that goes on for quite a while. Mm. And what's never in the karaoke subtitles is where he says he just whispers and he goes, "I love you." (laughs) And my mate will stand on the stage with the mic ready, and even though it's like he says like outro forty seconds, he'll stand there like completely rigid. And then time it perfectly. And go, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love, that, I love that. Like, yeah, and that's just got good memories of that song from that moment. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Also, Krista Berg is one of these small fellows who's married a massive woman like Verma <laughs> Trudy Atkinson. <isn't laughs> I need to see a picture of that. I think Hang he on. is. I think he's like married to like a six foot five supermodel or something. Wow. There. His daughter's like a semi-famous model, if I remember rightly. You know,
0: been... he's, he's... Oh, yeah, she's huge. Is she? Oh, no, 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 there's... He's so well, there's, well, there's quite a few different women I'm seeing at the moment. She's massive. Or oh, he's small. He's small. and she's Oh, yeah, small. his daughter's massive as well. Because he's like the size of a jockey or something, isn't he? Oh, oh he's done, oh, he's done wow. well. Is she... So what is it? She really tall, or is he really small? I think a bit of both. Both. Oh, he just, Christoberg looks so normal. If you know what I mean by that. <laughs> Do you know he just looks like, you know, you're again your neighbour down the road. The neighbours with Noddy Holder and Trista They have a little, you know, discuss yeah. of which lawn mower to buy next year.
1: I like the idea f- that you can hear from his garage that he's making some music. You just say
0: It's like what's he doing in there? Yeah. And then Noddy just says, Oh yeah, go yeah, that's that's quite good, Chris.
1: I'll, we'll give oh, Richard David Branson a call and see what we can do about it. You see Chris and they'll probably be like, Chris, do you play music? And he's like, yeah, I do, I do a bit, a dabble a little bit. Yeah, a yeah, dabble, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Moving on to Jonah Lewis, Stop the Cavalry of 1980, coming at number three on the UK charts. It's going to be round five of royalty rounds Jim you want to go first 250,000 okay There's a constellation of goals 200 oh no yes Mao, you're back in you're no, back you're in home. if you could you know just get that goal difference up and you might get through to the Europa League like it <laughs> um, 120,000 are you yeah. for Mr Mr. Louis and, and yeah Louis' last hall of fame personally nice mm. I'm going to think it's yours as well, Mal, isn't it? It's not. What? I but cannot I, read you today. But I do really like it. It's a great uh, song. The okay.
2: Little drums, you know, um, a horn section.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a kazoo, as I've read. <laughs> so you funny. can hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Mal, do you want to carry on? Sorry. No, I was just
2: gonna say another uh, hit from Mister. You'll always find me in the kitchen at parties. Wrong song. Wrong song. No, right song.
1: Yeah, right song. Yeah,
2: You'll always find me in the kitchen parties. Yeah, but he's talking in that, isn't he?
0: Yeah, more than yeah. singing. Well, he's I kind don't of know talking
1: know that a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've
0: heard that. I've heard that phrase like you you know, as in, and you know, that's probably a song I didn't know. It's by Joan Louie. Yeah. Mm. Um. Is it good?
2: Yeah. Um. Mm. Um. I've also put it's sing talking in a very kind of East London accent, despite the fact that he's from Southampton, but very much here for it.
0: Mary Bradley waits home, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, love yeah. woman, I love. <laughs> It'd be quite a good football to sing at a football team. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always thought King, Good King Wenceslas could be a good football
1: song as well. Good
0: King last worked out on a feast of
1: Stephen. You know? It's probably been done, I reckon, right? Do you think? Somebody must well, have? There'll be a video somewhere. Boxing Day game. James, do you like it? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it should have been, you know, it's got this anti-war message, so maybe it should mm-hmm. have been track placing, maybe put it next to Lennon. Maybe mm-hmm. have Lennon and this end the album or something, I don't know. But... Uh, no, I love this idea that he's got in the song about this eternal soldier that's like always oh, been away from home at Christmas, mm. and you know just wants that relief of you yeah, going home. I think that's uh, yeah, it's great. And the, the foot stomper, the mm. brass, everything—it just yeah. it's a real great song. Fantastic. I totally see why you have it in your hall of fame. Not mm. in the hall of fame for me, but uh, love it. I don't know anything like it. Really. No, do you and know what I mean. Start as well. start yeah. it's, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a, a cool
0: song, to isn't it? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Off we go, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Marching. <laughs> over the yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I was yeah, listening I to it work today and just drumming on the desk. Yeah,
0: like that. So, yeah. you know, it's very like it's well, it's mimicking sort of. Military, isn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. and uh, that's quite a wonder that that's sort of got in. It's a bit it's the military version of Indulce Jubilo, really. <laughs> it's kind of like real different genre. But then sort of like the <laughs> It's bound, <quite laughs> isn't it? You know? Yeah. Um Yeah, I love it. I think I remember having when you had Freeview for the first time, you had two music channels, you had T M F and the hits. And I remember <laughs> at Christmas it this came on and I'd never heard it before and I just loved it and I because I thought because it was just so different to anything Christmassy, let alone Christmasy, anything that I'd heard. I love it. Uh, interestingly, again it was sort of not really a Christmas song on Conception. It was um Stiff Records founder Dave Robinson, Davy, dismissed the demo as just another anti war song. Mm. Um which is a shame. But after rearrangement, particularly Louis playing the kazoo nice they thought oh we're onto something and uh, the christmas side of it was just the lyric and the record company pounced on it it wasn't actually meant to um be marketed towards christmas or released that's so they of course added a tubular bell as well so oh, nice. ticks all no ticks two out of three because there's not a children's not choir time. is there? no no but then marching is quite a thing isn't it like Little drummer boy, is that a Christmas song? So what's that song? Yeah, little yeah. drummer boy and
1: Dolly and Bing Crosby. Bing right?
0: Crosby. Yeah. So maybe there's a little marching so element.
1: Can it be? Oh God, I love that song.
2: Wearing the nicest Slazenger jumper in that. Was it the post? <laughs> I can't remember, but it's beautiful.
1: And we've got that cheesy interaction at the start. Was like, oh, why you? I'm the new guy in the neighbourhood, maybe Bowie. So <laughs> like, just come to play the piano. <laughs> So like, no, oh, do you, you know don't... all the old hits? <laughs> it's such a cheesy thing. Well, it's fun.
0: Um, brilliant. Stonewall classic Christmas
1: song. I don't know if it's big in America. I wonder if it is. Probably not. Some
0: of these haven't hit,
1: like, They'll US have some markets. rubbish song, right? They'll have Kelly Clarkson and bloody oh, yeah. Destiny's Child. We'll
0: start the cavalry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> load <laughs> of rubbish.
0: Moving on to something I'd never heard before, which is the Beach Boys' Little St. Nick. 1963, sixty-three hadn't even didn't even have a UK release, so I can't tell you where it came in the UK, but it came number three in the US
1: charts. Um, James, what do you think? Do you think I've mate? just been trashing American Christmas songs, but this is really I really like this song. I mean, I think the thing with the Beach Boys is, no matter how many times I hear them, mm. I will never get bored of the harmonies. They just mm. sound so sweet on the ear. And Brian Wilson is a genius. Um, so, yeah, I, I I really like this song. Um, it's not in the A-list, it's not in the top tier, but certainly a really nice Christmas song. And it's nice to hear the the you know, I just, just don't grow tired of the Beach Boys at all, really. Mm-hmm. Even though so many of the songs have got the same harmonies, the same kind of, like, rock structure, the blues, 12-bar blues or whatever. Um, no, I like it, I like it, yeah.
2: I tried several times to finish this song and couldn't. I dislike the Beach Boys with a vengeance because you said James every song sounds like a carbon copy of their other song. Yeah. And to me, they sound off key. Like it's just Oh really? Yeah, and there's something about it that just makes me like
0: shrivel up a little bit. I'm it's like, so oh in harmony. God. It's off key. It, it's so
2: There's in tune no that it's. Off what it is. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. It's horrible. Okay. I, I, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. So well, it feels
0: very manufactured, obviously. But it's not yeah. obviously because they're obviously good singers, and it's like James says, it's obviously very clever musicians. But fuck me, I hate the Beach Boys. I hate <laughs> it. Wow. I love, yeah, it. I love And do you know what? It's hypocritical because I've said in the past of culture clubs, like, can't uh, Yeah. Well, like that sort of. <laughs> stylized vocal that's all a bit cordy and harmonial mm. actually, I actually quite like that and then I come to these Boys. I'm like oh it's just the same shit again and again and again we get it lads like you like and, surfing
1: don't you you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. lads do you and, like surfing like, you like cars um,
0: yeah. you know
1: that cool cat Santa oh shut
0: the fuck up mate Yeah, you know, just stop putting your spin on it it's pointless spin and just like like fine like if you like that like but like their albums get up there in the top one hundred albums ever, and I every time I try to give it a chance, I maybe I just don't like it. Not everyone likes everything, but maybe they're just they've done something obviously that no one else has done, so hats off. Hats off, but not our hats. Not my hat. James's hat, but No not my, not my hat. Well I like the song, but yeah. I'll take my slipper off and throw <laughs> it at it. Chase them the door with it. Yeah. I wrote the Brian Wilson says of this song. I wrote the lyrics to it while I was out on a date, and then I rushed home to finish the music. Lady Stern
2: and Company on that date.
0: Yeah, well, the date didn't go very well, did it? Had to come home. I yeah, no, I've got I've got no time for this really. (laughs) No, have you heard this before (laughs) at Christmas? No, I (laughs) don't. Have you heard this now? No, no, no. Yeah, shake of the head. Yeah. I've
2: still not heard it because I didn't manage <laughs>
0: to get it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I like your listening with this because obviously, like, we talked from the past about how like I'll listen like three or four times, five times maybe. And Mara's just like, if you're not impressing me in the first 30 seconds, I'm off. Yeah. Got a bit of fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> Queen, thank God it's Christmas, 1984, and straight in at a disappointing 21. I feel like this was a bit of an excuse of a Christmas song, so much so that there is really nothing of note about it, research-wise, information-wise. I think if you like Queen, you probably like it. I think everyone likes Queen generally. It's off no particular album. There's no sort of – it's, again, it's one of the songs where everyone's done a Christmas song. We probably should do one. Here it is. We'll churn it out. It's got Freddie being Freddie, and that's it.
1: It feels like they just kind of wrote a song and it's been like, don't worry, Freddie will rescue it. I mean, mm. Fred, Freddie's trying his best, but it's just still not there. Though. It's very stripped back. and Isn't it? There's nothing just, going on in it, really. There's not much there? going on. Oh. It's just like, let's let Freddie's vocal bring it through, but it doesn't work. It's the musical yeah.
0: equivalent
2: of dead behind the eyes.
1: Mm. Yes, it is. Yeah, really just staring
0: into the void, <laughs> just going, Christmas. Yeah, so it's like a lot of these songs, on the, a couple of the songs on the album, everyone's sort of like, oh, sick of Christmas by now.
2: You have to remember that they're probably recording these these songs in like,
0: June. like August. June. Oh, no, August. God, yeah. yeah. Sweating, going, yeah. oh, God, yeah. It's couldn't, Christmas. Uh, going, oh, I couldn't eat a turkey now. <laughs> Get me an ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, I've literally got nothing to say about it.
2: No, me neither, apart from that Freddie's hitting all the high notes as per usual. Asper
0: um, carrying it. Expect anything less. Well done, Fredster. Mm. do? All right, moving on to what I presume is going to be both of your Hall of Fames, and it's Mud's "Lonely This Christmas" in at number one, 1975 for four, four weeks, not five, four weeks at number one.
1: James, take it away. No, I, I love this song I just think it's I love it it's just this you know it's written as an Elvis pastiche yeah. but unlike Shaking Stevens it's just it's just fun it's just really fun and it's nice to have a kind of melancholic wallow in this kind of song especially if you're not having a great Christmas you know mm-hmm. I think more songs just should have this moment where people cut away and start talking like maybe you're lonely this Christmas you know yeah. this kind of thing like Elvis used to do it so I think all the yeah. old singers used to do that were like if we did that in the podcast it was like I hope you're enjoying your <laughs> you know, this podcast. You know this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We should do that. Hope you're uh, enjoying the podcast this Christmas.
0: <laughs> a glass of
2: port. mince pie.
0: I think fun. about my family at this time. Yeah, yeah. and a just passed out on the sofa. <laughs> It's a touching
1: moment. It's touching. I also, the the video where he, the the guys just sat in a chair, but he's still trying to like emote all the power of the song. He's just like crying right to and he's like his face is contorted. And everything I just love it. I think it's great. And the bum 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 bum, I think it works great. So yeah, Hall of Fame for me. Oh, nice, Mao. You in concurrence?
0: No, it's then? not. It's not Hall oh, of Famer for I, me. Literally, I'm never gonna guess anything about your life ever again. I cannot <laughs> get it right
2: just Thought it was kind of Elvis inspired, like you've already mentioned. Um, mm. and the fact that the video featured a ventriloquist's dummy gave me the heat mm. of mm. yeah. It's
1: been like creepy, of
2: course. Just kind of glam rock elf meets Elvis. Mm. what i to say about it.
0: It's good. That's a good one. I sort of when you said this the other week, James, I can't remember if it was on the pod or not, but I sort of don't know it by name. I obviously know yeah. the song and have heard it, but yeah, I was, yeah, it's good. It's good. I like what you said about. The contorting of the face—it's yeah. obviously like Elvis-esque, but I think what it makes him do is pronounce Christmas without an A, and I quite like that. No, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Christmas.
1: Uh, Christmas. Everything
0: is Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like that, and I think yeah, Fair Number One, obviously a popular one.
1: Two. We, we like idiosyncratic into idiosyncratic singing, right? Mm. It's a bit like when, when I talked about the rhythmics, and I like the way Annie Lennox says emotion. Yeah, you know, like there. It's just giving it a Break a master, break a master, Yeah. Um, okay. Do you come from a London? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> let's get a whole shed load of that. It's good. Lovely.
0: We've got two left. And the penultimate is Johnny Mattis's, Mathis's, Mathis's, Mathis's? When a Child is Born, number one for three weeks in 1976, Mao. What are you thinking here, fella? Loved it. Brought it yeah.
2: to my Hall of Famer. Oh,
0: oh here yes. we go.
2: Here yes. we go. I a mean, here to your eyes. Yeah, he's got a voice like Silk. It's perfect. It's mm. beautiful. Kind of easy. Would you call him a crooner, James? He's crooning along.
1: It's a bit more like old. I, I wrote like he's more like a fireside singer, isn't he? You know, mm,
2: okay,
1: wolf, you know, yeah, yeah. Crooner's more like your Brian Ferries and your Spando Ballet, you know. I,
0: I
2: oh, think. I thought a crooner was like the Martin,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so,
0: yeah. It feels like that, yeah. Um, definitely a fire is involved for sure.
2: I loved it, it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Mm.
1: Um, it's another one of those, I think he's talking about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I, I'm surprised you. it was your Hall of Fame, Marita, because it's Louis' wet sludge snow of the week. Because <laughs> it is Louis' wet of the week, obviously. But it, it, it was, it was wet as fuck, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked okay. it a lot. It's a, it is wet as fuck. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big, like, Song in its own right, and his version that we listen to is the most famous, I think.
2: Only M did a version.
0: Oh, haven't listened to it yet, but sure. No, Hong Kong singer Lisa Wang did a Cantonese version called Faded Spring, Broken Dream in that's 1979. Nice song title, so much more poetic in Cantonese <laughs> did
1: when it the- was born. Does he do us a, a side away talk in this? He just doesn't he? Oh, he, he does. does. Like, when the child is born, I just yeah. wanted Imagine. to bring it up because well,
0: it says he says, and all of this happens because the world is waiting, waiting for one child, black, white, yellow. No one knows, which obviously is questionable. And I wanted to double check whether that was questionable. Well, she shouldn't say that. Well, you shouldn't say it, of course. But I just wanted <laughs> to double check, and then <laughs> I that. The internet. Talking. Am I a racist? Am I a racist? Can check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, results have come back, and the NHS thinks I've got jaundice, so that's what's that's <laughs> the, that's the results on that. And it's the last round of royalty rounds. Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Num, no UK, unfortunately. Obviously, it would have come back around in later years. But number one, obviously, in America, 1942. I think, Marita, if you get this, you win the whole thing.
2: Oh, you're joking.
0: Yeah, pressure's on. Where's the scorekeeper here? I swear I've got like five in a row this time. Yeah, but it's Christmas, so we give it... It's Christmas, so she gets double points. We get the underdog. It's one of the biggest selling, if not biggest selling single of all time. 50 million copies sold. 100 million copies sold including the other versions of the songs by 1968 it was released in 1942 it had already sold 30 million but well, are you asking how much it makes per year or how yes. much Yes so we are still doing the original game but that's just the context of the popularity of the song <laughs>
1: I'm
2: saying <to> win <laughs> um oh I need to lose not to win 400
0: oh, Nice James 800,000. Mao, you've won the what? Christmas Round Robin
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the it's, recount.
0: It's only £335,000 a year. Whether oh that God. means £335,000 a year, whether that means that's only in the UK, because that's in pounds, I can't be sure. We'll have mm. to ask the judges, VAR, that result. I'm not sure, but Mao takes the, the clincher. I want to see the raw data. Yeah, you want to see the, <laughs> you want to see the recordings. This is a recording. Yeah, most biggest selling single in the world. Second to, On we have guess? We've, to, we've, mentioned, we've mentioned it today. Interesting, yeah. oh, right. Lady in Red. No. No, the other one. That's the same song. Same kind of shit. Candle in the Wind. It's Candle in the Wind, oh. which 33 million in 1997. Uh, James, what are we thinking about old Bing here?
1: Well, first of all, let's talk. I wanted to talk about White Christmas, right? Uh, okay. This entire idea of White Christmas comes is from this Charles Dickens. Podcast again, or is this? Uh, <laughs> let's not go there. But Do you know, this idea of a White Christmas is basically comes from Charles Dickens, and right. he, when he was born in 1812, um, the first eight Christmases he had were White Christmases, and this really affected his view of Christmas. Wow. Uh, he lived in a period of time called the Mini Ice Age. Where mm. the Thames was frozen over, they'd have bonfires on the Thames and market stalls and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so to give that a comparison of how unlikely uh, white Christmas is these days, if you're from London or the South East, such as yourself, Louis, in the entirety of the twentieth century there's four white Christmases. Wow. But so I find obviously that's now worked into our entire idea of mm. what Christmas is, and I think that's quite interesting that we're still longing for a white Christmas. Anyway
2: you Had a white Christmas, you two? Yeah, I've had quite a few white like, Christmases. Oh, yeah, I
0: only remember had one. Only had one when we were up north in Cumbria. So, there you go, there you go, um,
1: there you go. That's it's quite day, day. Though. It's joyous, is Yeah, yeah. throw a few um, tables. But I wrote, he's done a good job given that he's named after a search engine, which is great. It's
2: called
1: Bing, named oh. after Bing Fosby oh that's nice he's to <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, very Nice he's, he's got a great voice it's a Christmas classic tick 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 I kind of like the lyric when he's on about and the children listen it's like they don't bloody listen these days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let come round let your granddad tell you about when chicken tastes like chicken sure. do you know what I mean <laughs> but um, no other than that it is It's a Stone Cold Christmas classic. Mm. Not a personal faith, but yeah, yeah, it's got to go on the playlist. It's got to be there in the background on Christmas Day. You can't knock it, can you? You can't knock it, or can you, Mal? Can you? No, it would
2: be hard pressed to knock it. Yeah, it's. I know people bandy this word about quite a bit, but it's it's almost perfect, isn't it? It's just.
0: (laughs) It's it's, original, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's original. It's got everything you want in a Christmas song. It's fuzzy. He's got a great voice. Got you know. Back in there, it's yeah, it's brilliant, and it is my Hall of Famer, my final Hall of oh, Famer.
1: Nice, nice, and uh, how many other eighty-year songs are still with us and in regular rotation? And everything yeah. else lyrics. Yeah. yeah, so true. And it is well, it's the biggest-selling
0: single ever for reason, right? Yeah, and it, it speaks to what you were saying at the very beginning, Matt, about moving away from religious connotations and being a bit more secular you know sort of general traditions that aren't necessarily religious although Bing modestly said that he disagrees with you Jim is his singing because he said a jackdaw with a cleft palate could have sung it successfully the only other fact I'll give you um or well one little quiz first it was written in 1942 for which musical film it's not what you think it's a Judy Garland movie isn't it something I couldn't tell you that Boat. Is James Stewart in it? I couldn't tell you anything about it except for the name. <laughs> but I'll tell you what the name is. There's is it three. It's a Wonderful Life? It's the name of a popular hotel chain in the UK. Marriott. Premier Inn. Holiday Inn. Holiday
2: Holiday Inn.
0: <laughs> and then it later appeared in the 1954 film White Christmas, because I would have um. thought that's where it would originally. But the, the wiki, when I was reading it, the Wikipedia page starts without mentioning the full name of the writer of the song, and just goes um by berlin of who wrote, Take my breath away I was
1: like, What? Uh, no, they just forgot to include his first name Berlin wrote right? Berlin oh, yeah.
0: out to Irving.
1: Louis, just while we're we're on it, and we spoke a few months podcasts back about a brand that you would happily endorse, and I just want to put a shout out there to Premier Inn. I'm open to all sponsorships available from Premier Inn. I would back them one hundred percent. James, great I great think bunch of lads. Lenny Henry has got that game sewed up, <laughs> mate, so I think
0: you're going to get a whiff.
1: Holiday <laughs> Inn, <laughs> on the other hand,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, is that what you stayed when you stayed in Manchester?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, when <laughs> I go home, I often stay in the Premier Inn, so.
0: They're not bad. Their beds
1: are fantastic. Yeah. You can actually order their bedding for home. Oh, well, I know what what we're getting for
0: Christmas then. (laughs) Last interesting fact, which I thought was quite amazing, um, was the recording of this one that we know of, King Crosby's White Christmas, was broadcast on Armed Forces Radio on April 30th, 1975, as a secret prearranged signal Precipitating the US evacuation from Saigon. Wow. Now, I've said precipitating. Is that correct? Because <laughs> uh, that sounds like a raining.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just, no. uh, but I think you're right. I think it's right. It? Anticipating, yeah. you know, no, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Um, Chopper out of Saigon. Yeah. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. It's that's all we wanted. Yeah. All all coded coded worked. Worked. I mean, he was still alive, I think. <laughs> My proudest moment was when my song was involved with the evacuation of Saigon <laughs> after the failed military intervention.
2: We were gonna say our most famous favorite Christmas song and our least
1: famous favorite I was favorite gonna say Christmas underrated song. Christmas song as well.
2: Okay, they're different things.
1: Hmm. You could say what you want, Mel. Say your favorite and say your least favorite. I'll say my favorite and my underrated one. Okay.
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: Fairytale in New York, very boring. Of course. And underrated one is Hertz, All I Want for Christmas is New Year's Day. I think that's a really good one. And I like it because it's when you've had a bad year and the mm. whole song's about you've had a bad year and all you want for Christmas is New Year's Day. You just want to get on with it, have a new mm. start, fresh start. And it's it's just it's a good song, that one. A good modern classic, in my opinion. Probably not well listened to, but mm. I'd recommend checking it out. It hurts. All I want for Christmas is New Year's Day.
0: I'll do that next.
2: You can send it us after this.
1: Yeah, I do. How about you, Mal?
2: Um, I just started listening, to be honest. I went off. There's so many... Has anyone heard Perry Como's Christmas Dream? Features no. a German, f- features a German child's choir, which is
1: just oh, that's
2: beautiful. Cool. Yeah. absolutely beautiful. I'll send you. Oh, that's um, nice. And it's also fe- featured in the film Odessa Files with John Voigt in it. Must be Santa by Bob Dylan. It's quite great, um, mm-hmm. but it's also quite hectic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, There's two other honourable mentions for you. Oh, well, Nice.
0: I think yeah, well, my favourite one as mentioned is E17. Not the biggest fan of the Mariah Carey one. It's obviously the, by the way, probably I think the biggest earner uh, per oh, year. Yeah. talking? So I think it's more than Slade. I think it's nearing the six hundred mark. Mm. Don't quote me on it, listeners. But yeah, Fairy Tale of New York, obviously, and R.I.P. Mm. Your man, uh,
1: Shane. I've forgotten his name. Yeah, Shane uh, McGowan. Shane McGowan. Uh, Christmas rapping by the waitresses. That's a good one. That's an under. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. my playlist. An unheard
0: of one that I came across amongst doing all of this was someone I'd never heard called Solomon
1: Burke and Presents for Christmas. So that's. A- that's Louis' little shout out. Maybe mm. we should just knock up our Christmas choices and put them on a playlist on the page as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. A one too. yeah that podcast That's our gift for you, listeners, on this yeah. Christmas podcast. The unofficial Christmas list. We wrap up by wishing our listeners the very best of Christmases. We certainly shout, And we should also just quickly give the album a grade, James. I think if you've got this, I'm going to give it A. It's yeah. a very good Christmas album. Agreed.
2: Yeah. It's, it's great. I don't,
1: yeah. It's solid, isn't it? A couple of switches on a couple of tracks, but I even wouldn't even know what to switch out with because it's 1985 mm, yeah. and some of the best ones haven't even been written yet, maybe. Exactly. Maybe something like a napkin call, maybe, or something put in there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Still very
2: yeah, good.
1: A+. a plus. an yeah. A+. Oh, Loving it. Loving it. Well, Merry Christmas, one and Merry all. Christmas, everyone. Tell Merry a friend Christmas. if you enjoy the podcast. Have a great time of year, and we'll see you in the new year.
2: Wishing you a wonderful festive season.
1: Yeah. Indeed. Find a oh. That
0: was then. This is
1: now. Bye. Do we? <laughs>